0: is going to be a fun one. If you are watching live on YouTube, there you see it. Sean Gale, Richard Dent in a Bears uniform. And I think that, that is Mike Tomczak as we are about to have a Bears Packers battle. Welcome into CHGO Bears After Dark. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app, use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. It's Yours truly, Mark Carmen, alongside CHGO convict Greg Braggs, <laughs> <laughs> and, and our CHGO leader, the big man is in the building tonight, Jake Flanagan, taking time away from the corporate desk to join us tonight. We, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, the, Happy the, to do so.
1: Yeah. Well, Happy to do so. I'm just a Bears content creator tonight.
0: Well, yes, you are, and... Braggs, why don't you set the stage for what's coming up in eight minutes from now? You've been working very hard to get this fine gentleman on our program tonight as we are going to have a uh, a battle, so to speak, yeah. a friendly, a friendly battle that might turn content just who the hell knows how this is going to go.
2: Yeah, you know, so I, I'm part of my thought of this summer was to try to get to know the other side of the tracks in our division. And so I've been reaching out some, to some different rival podcasters, meaning rival of different teams. And there's nobody that's more of a rival to Chicago bears fans in the podcasting world. And especially on the mean streets of Twitter than one Peter Bukowski. He, he does locked on Packers and he's also the co-founder of the leap, but he's more known to bears fans as the guy that's ruffling feathers. And this is, I'm excited to talk to him because you know, the one thing bears fans tend to eat each other. We eat our own. We we rarely on Twitter do we go after the other fans. It happens, but I see more of the in house fighting disagreements about the quarterback or the coach or whatever. We're always going at each other's throats. But the one thing Bears fans tend to agree on is their hatred for Peter Bukowski. And so I wanted to bring him on, bring him right into the den, not the Lions den. This is the Bear den. And and see how he can handle it, you know, give him, especially now, you know, bringing him on last year, he could, you know, rub Aaron Rodgers in our face a little more, but now I'm feeling a little, you know, a little tough timing. We got the better quarterback. We got the better team, at least in our eyes. Right. So I, I'm curious to hear his, you know, thoughts and his perspective now where this rivalry is
0: going. Jake, uh, I don't want to, Put you in the corner that I'm about to put you in, but I'm going to do it anyway. You're the biggest Bears fan I know. You you trump the guy in the upper right corner of my screen. Oh, you, he does. You do.
1: You do. No, you I don't. Do. Don't do that. I don't agree with that. But I am I'm, <laughs> I'm as big of a Bears fan as as the biggest okay. Bears fans you know. I think that's a good oh, way to say. Oh,
0: okay, it. let me restate it. Let me restate yeah. it. There is no bigger Bears fan than you. Period. End of story. No, you. I did. I have not met. Listen. I, I know, I, I think I'm a very good grader of fans. Like, I know. <laughs> right. i I'll know, take the compliment. Yes, I, I know in the Cubs zone that Ken Tarnoff, who no one knows who I'm talking about, that is the biggest Cub fan. When the World Series t-shirts rolled by him in 2003 after they lost Game 7 to the Marlins, that he started crying to me saying that and telling me all about the problems with his wife and his life, and those t-shirts were rolling by, I'm like, I already knew it, but like, biggest Cub fan of all time. You're... You are the biggest bear fan. I know, uh, are you planning on being, uh, you're and you're also the most civil person I know. So I, I, this is a challenge for you tonight, perhaps (laughs) a little bit.
1: Yeah. And I, yeah, that's a good point. I was actually just going to kind of chime in on that and say, I don't really hate anyone. I mean, I guess there's a few people out there in the world that maybe are worth hating, but not many, but I, you know, I could I could dislike someone. So I'm going to see if I, if I like this guy, if I'm neutral, or if it's like just a dislike or a strong dislike, but I don't think we're going to hate this guy by the end of the night. But, I, but I tell you, Bragg's phenomenal timing, you know, any of the last 20, 30 years previous to this moment in time, <laughs> I don't think I'd want to join in on this show. Well, I've particularly.
2: Never, I've never been to Lambeau and I've always said, people have invited me for different games. And every time I've said, uh, no, I'm going to go next time. I'm, I'm going to wait until the bears are the better team. And I've been waiting my entire life for that moment. And which is why I've never gone. And so that's kind of exactly right. That's why, hey, we're gonna bring him on tonight because we're in a good spot. Yeah. Um, so I you know, yes, timing is perfect.
0: You don't think you're putting the card a little bit before the horse on a three and fourteen Bears team, just you know, to, well,
2: that's to... what we're here to talk about, right? Because it is a bizarre feeling as a Bears fan mm-hmm. going into week one, it's at Soldier Field. I feel like we do have the better quarterback. Do both quarterbacks have a lot to prove? Yes. Jordan Love has probably more to prove than Justin Fields, but Justin still has a lot to prove on his end. He knows that. And then on the other aspect, just the team to me, I I feel better about where the bears team is at right now. Obviously we drink the Kool-Aid over here in Chicago. Certainly I do. Maybe other people are going to be a little more cynical about it, but I drink the Kool-Aid. So I feel good about the week one matchup. I like where this team is heading. I like where it stands between our quarterback versus their quarterback, which is the first time I can say that in my lifetime. So it's, it's a bizarre feeling, no doubt.
0: So, okay. That kind of takes me down a road that we can go in with Peter, but also just, why don't we start here? Your least favorite bears Packers moment where you really, really, really hated them the most, or at least they irked you to, you know, on the, on the one to 10 scale it hit at a 12, Jake, you go first.
1: There's so many, uh, there's, <laughs> there's just, so... there's so many, um, there's just so many, <laughs> God, I,
0: <laughs> you can do a top five if you want. I, there's the dance floor is open. <laughs> I, I got, um, I got time. We both do.
2: I mean, to me, the three that first that just, that just are let,
0: just hold okay. on. Let let the GM answer, and then you'll get in there.
1: All right. I just wanted to be exact here, but I I believe I believe it's the 20, 2013 one, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. I want to make sure I had the year down right. That's why I said there's so many. Yeah. But I was actually at this game, and I believe Randall, Forte. Forte scored what would be the game-winning touchdown to give the Bears uh, the division title for the North and, and to go into the playoffs. Yep. And I think Braggs was probably getting ready to say something similar. And then yep. all of a sudden, Randall Cobb does what Randall Cobb does deep from Rodgers. And that one was crushing because I was actually helping cover that game with Moon Mullen, and I got to go into the the, the opponent's locker room so I had to walk down there after changing the lead to the story of Matt Forte scores the game when touched Touchdown Bears are on to the playoffs win the division to then changing my lead finishing the story sending it in and then going down the Packers locker room and having NFC North championship hats thrown by my face and interviewing the Packers after the oh. game. Well, oh, and
2: that and one hurt. I, and I was at that game as well sitting in the 400 levels all the way in the upper tank and it wasn't just the Randall Cobb was the knife through the heart but there were four I think they converted either three or four third down conversions. Yeah, on that drive alone. So like every it, you felt like you were going to get out of it and then That's the John Coon on
1: Pepper's block, right?
2: Yeah, I, it was yeah, it was a, it was a brutal one. So, uh without further ado, we're going to bring on our special guest for the night, uh public enemy number 1, Peter Bukowski from locked on Packers, co-founder of the Leap Uh, Really appreciate your time, Peter. We've been kind of correlating, trying to figure out a good day to come on. And tonight is the night to do the dance. And, you know, I got to thank you because, like I was saying before you came on, I'm going to start out with a thank you before we start throwing bullets at each other, throwing arrows at each other. Uh, You know, I always say that Bears fans eat eat their own. We go after each other. And you may not believe that because of how much you got to go at Bears fans on Twitter. But we do. We go at each other pretty viscerally, but I've always said the one thing we can agree on is our hatred for you for some reason. And I enjoy how you kind of poke, poke the bear, so to speak. And I admire that you're not afraid to step into it. And I know there's a lot of people here in the chat that are excited, a little fired up to see that you're here. So (laughs) what would your message be to all of bears, Twitter and, and the relationship that you have with them?
3: Well, First of all, um, that fourth and eight touchdown in 2013 was the third, fourth down on that drive. Wow. That's right. And let's not forget what happened in 2018. Randall Cobb again. I just, yeah. I I know you guys might've forgotten, but I just, I didn't want you to forget what happened. Nope, in we haven't forgotten.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, that was, that was a tough one too. Cause we felt like we won the Super Bowl at the end of the first half. Um, you know, uh, when Khalil Mack brought that fumble back or interception back for a first, for a touchdown. But, Again, back to all these Chicago Bears fans that get so fired up with you, what would be your message to them in the relationship you have with them?
3: I mean, the fun of a rivalry is that it's fun. I mean, I I, I always believe that, um, you know, I have, I went to Syracuse and so I have friends that went to Georgetown and like, we're friends. And then when Syracuse played Georgetown, it's, it's radio silence. Like we are not friends and we get to have fun about it. And I've, I've already told my wife, like I have, I have two kids said, I want my kids to go to the best schools, except Georgetown. Like that's, it just, that is what it is. And so like, I think for, for me, part of the fun of having someone that you have that relationship with a fan base that you have that relationship with is being able, you have those shared traumas, those shared experiences. It's sort of like, you know how your family can say the meanest stuff to you. Like the people who love you the most are the ones that can hurt you the most. And so it's the people that you, the teams that you see the most in your division are always the teams that you have that shared history with. They can hurt like Vikings fans, Lions don't win. So it doesn't matter. Like they're just off to the side, but for, for the Packers and the Vikings, Packers and Bears, Packers and the Cowboys, um, at least from a Packers perspective, those are the, the teams where. I think those fan bases can turn the knives the most because you have the most shared history. You have those traumatic experiences. And so I think that I just sort of like, I, I, I like that there's a team like the bears and the Vikings where you can do that. And I love it when bears fans come at me. I love it when, when I can get a little, have a little fun, but it, I just want bears fans to know that are, that are listening. It's always fun to me. I'm always having fun. Um, it's I try to do it in a respectful way. I know that I don't always live up to that in ways that I that I could. But um, that's always my intention. That's always my intention.
0: Peter, uh, first time meeting you. Thank you for coming on. And before I fire my first arrow, I, I want to say that uh, I've been to Lambo. unlike Greg Bragg's. Jake, have you been there?
1: Yeah, a few times.
0: L- right. Lambeau's right, amazing. Great place. Phenomenal. I, best stadium in the NFL. I'd have, I would put no argument on there. It, just an absolute Wrigley field North experience. Lo- love it. Um, so congratulations on that. And I, and I also think just the, the fact that green Bay, Wisconsin has a football team period in the NFL is just an incredibly cool thing. So all of that is awesome. Now I'm wondering, how are you handling just the utter disappointment of 30 plus years of Rogers and Farvin? You only got two, t- two, two Super Bowls and it's over. And, and like your future is just as murky as it could possibly be.
3: Well, I mean, I, I want to point out that Bears fans had very similar reactions to what happened in 2018. And okay, it's over. What did Great Gabriel say? The window's closing, and the Bears is just opening. Well, that turned out just to not be true. So, like, two Super Bowls is better than zero. I would say. Um, I, I certainly, en- I certainly enjoyed those seasons. '96. Um, that happened the day after my birthday. Then they moved the um, the the Super Bowl. Unfortunately. 2010 I was pretty intoxicated for that I was not a professional sports media person at that time I was I was I worked, was working in news media then um, so I, I got to get pretty intoxicated for that game um, that changed uh, 2011 or 2012 I think I started full-time in sports media but um, it is it has been for me really fun to have those watching experiences but I will say I I, I know I was spoiled by them. I'm just so excited for whatever's next. Like I started, I hosted, I started hosting Lockdown Packers in 2018 or 2017, excuse me. In 2017, Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone, right? Um, Brett Hundley started half that season. Yeah. Seneca Wallace played some games. He got immediately hurt. Yeah. Um, And that game, he, Aaron Rodgers broke his collar game against the bears. It was, Um, it was there. um, And that, I think that was the, was that the first time or the second time? I can't remember. But so, that was that was so fun to get something different. Then in 2018, they fire McCarthy. So now I have this whole new thing to think about. It doesn't look the same anymore. Matt LaFleur, oh, this is new. Mike Patton, this is new. And so now there's this new thing. Um, that I understand I'm I'm, you know, I get to be excited about because the last 30 years went pretty well for the quarterbacks in Green Bay. Um, and if it starts to go bad for a couple of years, I'll probably pout about it. Like that's just the reality of the situation. <laughs> So, but just
0: to to finish this point off, do you look, and I don't think you do, but you had two of arguably top 10 quarterbacks of all time and you got two. so that has to say something I would think to you in your mind that the organization that you root for doesn't know what they're doing. Maybe not on a quite on a bears level, but. It ain't it can it, it it ain't great like yeah you you, you 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 could have should have would have I I understand two's better than none I, I got it and you know I'm a little bit older than than people are so like I grew up and I had 85 and it was amazing so I, I don't feel like the pain that Braggs feels every day just wanting to see it one day in his life because I saw the <laughs> I saw the greatest football team of all time I saw it happen I was and I and I was in my you know my formative years it was the greatest but I'm just like what's your assessment of like the organization as a whole with those two QBs
3: in your lap? I, I think what what goes overlooked a lot is if you just took t- Tom Brady and the Patriots out of this and you look at the list of the greatest quarterbacks ever, Joe Montana has four, Peyton Manning has two, Dan Marino has zero, yeah. Johnny Unitas has one, I believe, if you go by Super Bowls only, right? So John Elway has two. Yeah. One is one is not that much less than two. Now, (laughs) if you're, if you're looking at it, okay, 2020, they had the better team. They were, they played at home in the NFC championship game. They should have won that game. 2021, they biffed it. Like they had the best team in the NFC. They should have won it. When you go back the rest of the Aaron Rodgers tenure, it's hard to pick out when they were the best team and lost it. But I think if you played Aaron Rodgers career a hundred times, one is probably the lowest number you would expect to have won, right? Like the the craziness of the 2009 game, they lose 51 to 45 in Atlanta on the last play. You look at 2011, they fumbled like five times in that game as a 15 and one team against Eli Manning when Eli Manning had a horseshoe wedged so far in his rectum. It, it, I don't know. How, like I, I'm sure his proctologist is still making money on that guy like 2012 Colin Kaepernick runs rough shot over a really good defense. I could I could do this all. 2014, Jesus Christ, in in Seattle, like one of the greatest collapses. 16 different things had to go wrong. A fake field goal had to score a touchdown. Brandon Mostic had to had to try and go for the ball instead of blocking when Jordy Nelson would have caught it and they go to the Super Bowl and they already beat the Patriots that year. I think we forget just like how hard it is to win, the Packers were competitive every single year. And and what the point that I always try to make, Mark, is if you go back at the last twenty years, so back to two thousand, the Bucks have two Super Bowl wins. The Packers have two Super Bowl wins. Which fan of which team would you rather be? You'd so much have rather been the Packers, That's right? And and, and I, I, I just think that like sometimes we get these fluky things happen. Like you guys in our let's just go like thirty years the Miami Marlins are one of the worst franchises in sports over that time period. They have two world series. Yeah. Like sometimes really weird stuff happens. And sometimes the teams like the Atlanta Braves, they won the division every year. Yeah. What well, do they have one world series, two world series to show for it. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's that, that stuff is just a little bit of variance. It's a little bit of weirdness that
0: happens. You, i have good to admit
3: point. too. I, I was not
1: anticipating sticking up for, for Peter here in the Packers, <laughs> but I am kind of in his corner here because if you look, did you guys catch like a theme there? Like those years there were, there are not many gaps in those years he was mentioning uh, those playoff defeats and that sustained success as a bears fan. I would kill for, I mean, we're talking five years, 10 years at a time before we get our shot every once, every decade, it feels like. And like, as, as much as that hurts, I would rather be there and have a shot and get in the playoffs and do that and, and, and have that ride. than you know, what, what, Bears fans have had to kind of suffer the last 25 30 years
2: there's no no question you take what the Packers have done over the last 30 years over the Bears that's that's not debatable sure and I understand your point like you're gonna get there you're gonna win some you're gonna lose some Uh, you know we have some people in chat uh, our guy the Bears bastard who has a bone to pick with you (laughs) Peter but he he made a point Eli Manning and big Ben each have two rings and And Patrick Mahomes. But is Eli
3: anywhere near the quarterback Aaron Rodgers? No. No. That's his point, though.
2: I I guess the overall point with what you're saying is the disappointment isn't that you didn't win more Super Bowls, but it feels like the disappointment more so is about how you lost in the NFC championship the way you have. Because you look at Tom Brady, who dominated the AFC his whole career, comes over to the NFC for one freaking year and gets to the Super Bowl and wins it. You know, and, and that for some... I don't think Aaron in, Rodgers
3: didn't notice that too. That right. 100% played in his desire the last two years to be like, is there somewhere else I could go and win a Super Bowl like today?
2: Well, that's why I was surprised. That's what he's thinking you know, in New York. And that's why I was so, so surprised that he was so excited to go to the AFC. Like, good luck to you, buddy. I mean, to me, right. his easier path was in the NFC, but I don't know if the Packers were ever going to send him anywhere within the NFC. So I get it. But, you know, that's kind of where I think it stands. So now... Going into where you are now, Aaron Rodgers is yeah. gone. You said you're excited about the future with Jordan Love. He's got to be Love lying. Is- Must
0: be lying. I refuse to believe that's a true statement. But keep going.
2: <laughs> and, hey, you know that's. And I almost feel like watching Packers Twitter, watching you interact with either Packers fans or even Bears fans. You're kind of go. I feel like you're starting to go down the road that Bears fans have so many times where we find little things to talk ourselves into. Hey, the, the, the most positive outcome we're fans, we want it to work out. So that's, I think in our nature. And I feel like that's where you guys are starting to trend. The odds that Jordan love not only becomes a hall of Fame, just wipe that off the board, just a pro bowl, solid NFC quarterback. It's, it's a, it's slim. I mean, it's possible. And I think people are putting the cart before the, before the horse by saying no chance, I got to see it just as much as anybody else. But where do you think it stands now with Jordan Love? And when I say I feel good going into week one saying, I feel like at this moment we have the better quarterback for week one. Maybe that changes by week three. Jordan Love proves everybody wrong. But going into week one, I feel like the Bears for the first time in my lifetime as a Bears yes. fan have can say we have the better quarterback walking on that field when we play the Packers. How do you feel when, when I say that?
3: Bad. Um, (laughs) And, and I would say, I would say more, more like disappointing because you're probably right. Um, Now to Mark's point, I was a Jordan Love guy pre-draft. I think I was higher on him than a lot of people before he went to Green Bay. Now I also said very clearly on my show, I do not think the Packers should draft him. So those are sort of at odds, right? Like I, I did not like that, that, um, idea, but what I will say is I went on my, my post draft show live and reacted to it and went, okay, I get it. If the idea is two years from now, Jordan love is the quarterback. Then I I under, and you think he can be a franchise player. Then I understand picking a quarterback for me. I felt like the only quarterback that I would have done that for is if Justin Herbert had fell. And it seemed like in real time, he might fall into the teens or something. And obviously for good reason, he didn't. Um, But I I have always believed in the talent of Jordan love. And so I I think he can be a, 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 solid to very good quarterback. Like I think the band of outcomes this year for him is pretty wide. You go back and look at 2008, six and 10 were the Packers, but they were a top 10 offense in passing DBOA like they they were adjusting for schedule a very good passing offense but Aaron Rodgers had Greg Jennings and Donald Driver and James Jones and like really good receivers to throw to Jordan Love has Christian Watson who will see Romeo Dobbs who will see Samori Toure. your your listeners think I just made that name up um so and I. then they drafted a bunch of guys this year Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft so it's a really really young group I think the band of outcomes for them is really really wide but I could see the offense being, being pretty good, being, being really good even, but I can also see you've got these young guys, they don't mesh together. Jordan Love is making these mistakes. Um, I, I think the, the passing upside for Jordan Love, um, right now, based on what we've seen in the development of Jordan of Justin Fields is to me, I'm, I'm more willing to bet on that part of it, but Justin Fields has a defined skill set that we we do not know that, Ju- that Jordan Love has. Justin Fields ability to make plays with his legs is maybe unlike anyone we've ever seen especially at that size. Like Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson are the only other guys who made plays like that and I think keep talking. Mark would agree if you go back to early Steve Young that dude was unbelievable yep. with his yep. legs in a league where no one else was making plays like that. Like I think he had the longest rushing touchdown by a quarterback until Mike Bick. It, it was like a 64-yard run. Like that dude could move. Um but so that's the that's the thing for me is I need to see more pass game progression from Justin Fields, the pocket awareness, some of that stuff. Like I have big questions about that. This is the put up or shut up year for for Justin Fields. I I don't think it is in the same way for Jordan Love. I think he'll get 2024 to prove it before the Packers really decide to move on. That being said, they they might have two first round picks this offseason. So We'll see. You actually might have a
0: Bears fan on your roster who's going to unseat him. The Barrington, Illinois, uh, Penn State, Sean Clifford, fifth-round pick. Just You get you could get rescued by a Bears fan. Peter, my, my worry, and, and maybe... What about I'll Lucas worried?
3: Van Ness? He's a Bears fan, too.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. And my worry here, and maybe you'll be right here. I I, I like, actually, it's interesting that you were a high on, on love. If I was a Packer fan, by the way, when they did that, I would have wanted to kill Brian Goodenkunst. Like, dude, we are trying to win a Super Bowl. Get the guy some help. What do you T. Doing? Higgins, Michael Pittman, yeah, any, please. Any, literally anyone. Like, what? you have to be kidding me. Like, I would have lost it. But, oh, but it is interesting that you liked him. So, but my worry is that you're going to be bad. Like, really bad. And then you're, all of a sudden, the whole thing falls apart. And then you end up getting Caleb Williams. And then we have another 15 years that we got to deal with top guy that's my that's my biggest Packer concern there do you if if love goes south if love sucks
1: sounds great
0: well (laughs) no I we want Jake we want league. we want a league quarterback we would love a nine and eight eight and nine Packer I will sign up for that for years that's totally fine you want
3: Jordan Love to be Jared Goff or Kirk Cousins right
0: that's what that's what we want but so do you see any scenario where if love stinks that the Packers end up being a tank candidate and they're selling off whatever parts are, are, yes.
3: Go ahead. Oh yeah, for sure. David Bakhtiari, top of the list, and they could get something good for David Bakhtiari because this is this is it on his contract. He will not be a Green Packer next year unless they extend him. I don't expect him to extend, but I, like I'd have to do the math to figure out exactly when the window is. It's like you know the it's like week six, week seven when the the trade deadline is. Like if they're one and six or two and five or whatever. They could absolutely trade David Bakhtiari to a contender and get something really good for him, the way that the, the Broncos did with Von Miller and got, what do they get? A second and two thirds? Or like that would be a pretty nice package for David Bakhtiari. And then you're setting up, you know, to get Caleb Williams or Drake May or, or, or whomever at the top of this draft. The Packers are probably going to get the Jets first round pick if Rodgers pays 65% of snaps. And if the Packers are bad, if they go four and I hate the new 17 game schedule because I always have to do the math in my head. Four and 13. <laughs> what were the Bears last year? Three and 14. So they'd probably have a top three pick top four pick. Like they'd have a pretty good chance to get one of those guys plus an extra first round pick to move up. So I think that would be in play. I don't think it's going to happen. I I think they're much more likely to be a middling team, a seven, eight, nine win team than they are to be like three to four wins. There's too much talent on the team for that. I I think that that's barring like Jair gets hurt. Kenny Clark gets hurt. Christian Watson gets hurt. And Aaron Jones gets hurt. Like that's just probably not going to happen.
2: So, Today, uh, OTAs. Mark was there. Adam Ho, Nick Morion, our team was there, and it sounded like you know Justin Fields had an off day. What kind of updates can you give us from your your side of the fence with the Packers? What are the rumblings? What are you seeing and hearing as far as how this new core is progressing?
3: Um, there, there is certainly progress being made by by a lot of the young players. Um, Matt LaFleur singled out a lot of the rookies with the progress that they've made. Now it's different with rookies though, right? You're starting at a different point. Like rookies do not know what they're doing to start. And so you're going from like, like I have a three-year-old, the difference between my, my son at one and three pretty big, right? But the difference between like a six-year-old and a seven-year-old much smaller. So veteran players don't tend to get much better. Of course, you're going to, the rookies are going to stand out. Um, but Romeo Dobbs is a guy who has taken a really big step, according to Matt LaFleur. Um, and he is, it's hard It's hard from the outside to tell because last year he blew up the spring. He blew up training camp. Rodgers is talking crazy about Romeo Dobbs, like comparing him to Greg Jennings and Devontae Adams and some of like the great receivers that he's thrown to. And then he goes out and is like a f- totally fine receiver um, and didn't say anything really about Christian Watson. And then from week 10 on, Christian Watson is like, Randy Moss reincarnated for three of those seven games. Um, So Christian Watson is another guy who the coaches are raving about. Um, They, they, they say the playbook is now ingrained in him. And these young guys are growing together. Jordan love did a thing. Aaron Rodgers never did. He had Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Aaron Jones out to, I think they're working out in Northern California, but in California somewhere, to work out this off season. And so that chemistry has been fast forwarded a little bit. I mentioned this on Twitter, like going into last year, Aaron Rodgers didn't go to OTAs or mini camps. Um, he gets a pitch count in training camp and then was hurt more than half the year. So Jordan love got all those first team reps. He's had more reps with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs than Aaron Rodgers has in the last year, despite the fact that he started zero games in that time frame. So the offense, you know, from that standpoint, they're, they're building together but you're integrating rookie and Jaden Reed who they expect to be a top three receiver. That's going to take some time. You're integrating Luke Musgrave. Tight end is the hardest position to be good at right away, other than quarterback, because you have to know the blocking schemes. You have to know the routes. You have to know the protections. You have to know all that stuff. It's crazy. Tucker craft, who they also really like, but he's been kind of banged up. Um, And so like they really like what the potential of this offense could be. And then defensively Lucas Van Ness has been a monster. Like you can, he is just bigger and stronger than everyone else. And like, that is, we went to Barrington High. Like he grew up in the shadow of Soldier Feared for crying out loud, like, um, and and his nickname is Hercules. He looks like, he looks like an 80s movie villain. He looks like the dude who's going around and like messing up Emilio Estevez's hair or something. Like that is the kind of vibes that he gives off. Um. And he's, he's been really impressive so far. So they think this defense can be really good. The offense just has to do enough. I think is, is where they are right now with this team. They're not doing what the bears are doing this year and saying, we're going to give you all of these things to evaluate you, Jordan love it's, we're going to give you these pieces and allow you to grow with them. I, I would say not in the way that the bears did last year. Cause the bears didn't draft skill players higher, the way that the high, the way that the Packers did, but I think there's good infrastructure here for Jordan love to do enough to win some games.
0: What do uh, Packers fans hate most about Bear the uh, Bears fans or just Chicago in general, Peter?
3: Well, I think um, the Our it is the, the the hot dog condescension. Um,
0: the hot dog kind, like that that mustard or nothing or like mustard? yes,
3: yeah, ketchup can't do ketchup. Um, Peter masquerading ca- uh, masquerading casserole as pizza, I think, is a big one. Um, no, uh, I think. I love Chicago style pizza, by the way. Um, It's just not pizza. I I think the biggest thing is the delusion of grandeur. Every off season, there is a point at which Bears fans talk themselves into this being the year. And by Halloween, they're going, just wait until next year. And so this cycle is very amusing to Packers fans. And we have reached the point now where, what are we getting? Jordan Love, he stinks. Justin Fields though, MVP. He could be an MVP conversation.
2: He got one MVP vote last year. Oh my God.
3: Whoever that was, we need to make public the vote and straight to jail. Like, (laughs) come on, what are we doing? Um, But I'm excited to see it. I really am. Because if he, I, I like much in the same way Bears fans want desperately for Jordan Love to be aggressively mid, that is exactly what Packer fans, they want Justin Fields to show just enough to be kept along. So he can continue to throw to Russell Douglas on pick sixes. That is, that is the desire of Packer fans everywhere.
2: Right. So we're, we're both kind of in this same spot now where you guys always knew that, Hey, we got Rodgers and he's going to, or Favre, and he's going to, he's going to get yep. going at some point, even if they lose week one, he's going to get going. Now it's, we're both kind of in that same spot in a lot of ways. And you can argue one way or another, who you feel better about. And and I'll take my money on fields right now all day. um, You know, but at the same time, I understand they got to prove it, you know, and when you look at this, like to me, the one thing that you said that's very true is as much as I like that, the first week one is at soldier field. And I feel like we have the better quarterback and, and the team is vibing and excited to get out there because they have this like fresh identity with all these new players coming in like DJ Moore, Tremaine Edmonds, and and, and and on and on. But the one thing you said was true. There's more on the line for Justin Fields this year than Jordan Love, as far as expectations. And for the team itself, that is going to start ramping up. Because as you said, Bears fans do this every offseason, including myself at times. Last year was the first year where I was able to somewhat temper my expectations and I still found my way to say, well, they might win seven games. And that wasn't even close. But you had Bears fans last offseason saying, oh, they could win 10 games. And this was one of the worst rosters in the NFL. So I completely agree with you when, you, when, it, when it comes to that, that we, we get ourselves a little too excited before we actually see what the product is. And in, the, in saying that, I think that this week one game, the Bears cannot lose this game. They cannot. And, and so the pressure is on the bears in that moment. And I hope they're able to come through in your opinion, when you look at like the way the Detroit lions made their jump last year, you know, I, the, they're the lions, right? You said that to start the show. We all look at them in that way, but they did start to turn last year. And by yep. the end of the year, they ended Aaron Rodgers' tenure with the Packers kept you guys out of the playoffs. albeit they an interception. No less right on an interception guy was, I think from the university of Illinois, but you know, they didn't make the playoffs either, but at the same time, they, they made a stride. Do you think that the bears are capable of making the same jump? The lions did last year.
3: So this is tough because I didn't think the lions were capable of making the jump. <laughs> the lions did last year. And so they did it. Um, But I, like, do I see, do, could I see the path? Sure. But the path is Justin Fields becoming like something closer to what Jalen Hurts was last year. And the problem with that is that still required the Eagles to have a defense play really well and be a big part of their success. And I look at this bears defense and I just go, I don't, I don't know how they will get stops. They will. They, they cannot rush the passer. Um, adding some linebackers is nice, but that is not a high impact position, even at the top levels, unless you're Fred Warner. And even if you're Fred Warner, you need Nick Bosa in front of you and Eric Armstead and like all those other guys. So I like Jaquan Brisker as a young player. I-, I think that like Jalen Johnson is a really good young corner. Anyone else you feel really, really good about on that defense? Like, I just don't know how you could. And so I think that's the problem is if they're having to win games, 35 to 31, that's just not a winning formula, especially for a young team, even with DJ Moore, even if you're going to score a bunch of points, right? I think that that is problematic. And I don't, I don't want people, I was pulling this up as you were talking. I don't want people to think that I'm just, um, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just doing this for the rivalry. I pulled it up. I don't know if you can see this. Do you have the, hold on right, right there. We got you odds on favorite here for what, seven and a half. What? I've got bears under seven and a half. I've okay. got money <laughs> on it. So I just want you to understand. I'm not just here with bluster. I have the under and I, like my, it's not that much money, right? But you know, I I I don't think they're. I think seven and a half is just a number that that is too much. And I got in trouble with with Bear's Twitter a couple of weeks ago because I mentioned that it would be pretty improbable for them to go from three wins to like eight wins. It it hasn't really happened in the Super Bowl era. in the in the, in the what do they call it? The something draft era. Why can't I think of the word? The average number one pick improves their against the spread percentage about 18% the next year. And the bears were one of the three or four worst teams against the spread last year. Now against the spread is not everything. There have been some teams that have gone on and and won a bunch more games. Those teams have almost always picked quarterbacks or, or had a quarterback who was injured. So like the Colts, you get Andrew luck. Like, yeah. Okay. You went from Curtis painter to Andrew luck. You're probably going to improve a lot. That's not the circumstance. And so, I think it would be historically going against type to go from three wins to like nine or 10 wins. It's not impossible. It would just take a, a jump from Justin Fields that number yeah. one, I don't think he, he's prepared to make just because I don't think the infrastructure is good enough. And also, I just don't think the defense is going to be good enough for them to win enough games for them to do that. I think they could be a six, seven win team, maybe even an eight win team that makes you feel really good about the direction that they're headed. Understanding the defense needs a full overhaul, but like worst to first, I, I just I'd honestly my, don't. See
2: that. I'll be okay with meter at seven. Anything below seven, in my opinion, is yeah. going to be a massive disappointment for me. I
3: think that I think that's that's totally fair. I think like you should be you should be disappointed with anything less than seven. Like right. I think it's important to set they the expectations. In, high. I mean,
2: could you ask like what do they have? Well, they brought in you know two very good linebackers, and Jack Sanborn was a surprise at the end of the year. So I, I like what their line packing core. Go Badgers. Like. Yeah. Go. And, and then their secondary. You know, they, they, Eddie Jackson, when healthy, is a very good, you know, safety when he wants to be. And last year, he really stepped up under Matt Eberflus. Then you have Jalen Johnson, Tyreek Stevenson, a rookie, second rounder, so still got to learn the ropes. And, and Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon from last year, I thought really started to play better with a, a, a no pass rush on this team for a secondary None. to get better at all yeah. with literally a non-existent pass rush. They had 10 sacks as a defensive line alone. And Matty
3: Refuse doesn't blitz. It's not his thing. Right. So in you have to get home a pass rush. It's an
2: issue unless they're able to bring in a veteran DN, which I think is still a very real possibility. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, but I, I do – I'm like baseline seven. Can they exceed the ex, those expectations? You know, I, I certainly hope so. But anything below that, and I, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. Hey,
0: hey Peter, um, if, if Michael Jordan, the greatest player to ever play anything, if we just segue over, like – um i don't know killed like one of my family members not my dad not my brother but like somebody distant i definitely it, 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 and i saw him do it down the street i'd say that was self-defense like my bro my you know my distant cousin deserved it w- where are you at with, with brett Favre? would you wear a four jersey or do you want to like hey, dude send the guy to prison this is it this is he a, belongs in jail okay. no no he belongs in jail Okay. I don't.
3: We don't pack, pack, like Vikings legend, Brett Favre. Next question. <laughs> what about <laughs> they, Aaron Rodgers? Wow. Uh, okay.
0: Uh, and so, so then where are you at with Aaron? You wearing a 12? Would you, you said you got a three-year-old. Would you, would you say here, here, here's uh. I mean, you know, he didn't commit any crimes, but you know, we got some, we got some, I think diva is a fair word to use for good old Aaron at this point.
3: I loved watching Aaron Rodgers play football. I absolutely loved watching Aaron Rodgers play football and it it made me very annoyed to see the turn his his public personality took over the last few years and behind the scenes there were always whispers and murmurs about the kind of you know prickly guy he was and we started to see it more and more and that and now it's to the point where he's in interviews throwing guys under the bus and complaining about stuff and 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 just like straight up lying about stuff like gaslighting us like i just people say oh you just don't like Aaron Rodgers i don't I don't like the way he's handled his business the last few years. I just don't, I'm sorry. I know that like I'm, I'm a journalist and I'm supposed to be objective about certain things. You guys asked about like convincing yourselves. I, I like, I try not to do that because I care more about being right than my team winning. That's just that's just how I feel about it. Like I, people think that I live for dunks and yeah, I do. But like, I'd rather be right. <laughs> I'd rather be right. That's what I want more than anything. Ask my wife. The thing that I want most is to be right. <laughs> um often to my detriment so um I fight that it's, too. yeah I, I I feel like I am right on Aaron Rodgers because I started writing after the 2019 season that the offense the problem with their offense was Aaron Rodgers and he changed that in 2020 after the Packers picked Jordan Love not coincidentally and he bought into the Matt LaFleur scheme it's one of the reasons why I think Jordan Love can be pretty good in this offense is because I think Matt LaFleur is a really good offensive coach um, but where am I with Aaron Rodgers? I, you know, I hope he enjoys New Jersey.
2: Say la vie. Uh yeah, and you were ahead of that. And and him not showing up to, you know, offseason workouts last year and then doing it for the Jets this year, I think spoke volumes. And that's a point you've made a few times on Twitter. I know you gotta go. You you got a newborn baby. Congratulations again on that. Um, so we appreciate your time tonight because I know how hard that is. Wrestling the little ones to bed. So real quick, the Bears bastard. He was fired up today when we said you were coming on. He he says that you blocked him on Twitter. A few people have said that, and he's he's. I probably did. You know, ta- he's the little <laughs> bro and Packers thread crying about someone else, sensitive and a hypocrite. Peter's tweet to me blocking me, and now here he is joining the CHGO Bears podcast. The audacity! Can we get you guys? to break bread and come back to the table maybe give him an unblocker or is it a lifetime block for the bears bastard
3: have you guys seen have you guys seen madmen i have oh not. yeah you know the elevator scene when the guy who got fired says i feel sorry for you <laughs> you guys remember what don draper said to him <laughs> i don't think about you at all <laughs> wow <laughs> Wow, Peter. what, what, here?
1: Here? what if here? the bears win eight games all Then right. will you unblock them yeah Yes. Okay. Go.
2: That actually leads me into my final uh, super chat <laughs> here uh, that was directed towards you, Peter. Kevin Callish says, "Put your money where your mouth is. Let's see a bet made right here live, Week One winner." I think you I got have backers, it. Packers, Peter.
3: Wait, I think I have it.
2: You don't want to bet, or you don't think the Bears will win?
3: No, no. I think I already bet it.
2: Okay, but would you want to do a friendly podcast bet? Oh, sure. Peter, yeah. What do you, you want to bet? bet? All right. What do you want to bet? You're taking the Packers. I'll take the Bears. How do you want to do this? Do we send him some Goose Island Jake, or do we send him? I, you know, I, I don't want to put. What us do on, you right, want,
3: Pop- Peter? Hold on, Goose Island. Goose Island, not my favorite. Okay. Um, Garrett, but Garrett's popcorn. I ride hard for Garrett's popcorn.
2: You ride hard for well. Uh, we w- we'll find a way to either get you some popcorn. You said you like the pizza here, so maybe we'll send some pizza. Oh yeah, you know
3: what? Um oh one of them is one of the one of the i think a couple of the big name pizzerias there are on gold belly okay you want to you want to do that and All if right. uh we'll
2: send you pi- i'll send you pizza okay and if, and if what do you, you win you got to send me something that wait you guys are known for Brad. wait what was that
1: place called peter what was the place hey, guess what it doesn't matter what it was called because we're not going to send you anything <laughs> because the bears are
3: going to win the game
2: you can, thank send, you, for... you can send right. me their, the, the famous brats from out there or something. No, we'll do that.
3: We'll do that. We'll do brats. That sounds right, good.
2: We'll do a food bet. Pizza's coming your way. Bears lose. Bears I do. Our, I,
3: I found it, by the way. I do already have it. I already have it. All right. But that's All a good right. job.
2: <laughs> well, we appreciate your time tonight. Uh, thank you for coordinating with me and hopping on the CHGO Bears podcast. Maybe down the road we can bring you back on for some more friendly banter. Happy to do it. All right. Yeah. Peter, thanks, thanks a lot, man. You. Appreciate thanks, you. Thanks, buddy. Peter Bukowski from Lockdown Packers uh doing a great job ruffling feathers on
0: Twitter. Coming the back. Mean he,
2: street to Twitter.
0: He ain't ever coming back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did see, you know, our, our guy, head of content, Kevin Kadig, said he would rather see uh the the, the corpse of Charles Bukowski
1: than <laughs> oh, Peter <geez>. Peter. <laughs> I know I was like it was <laughs> a little
2: harsh, but no, I thought uh, that was
1: good, Braggs. I'm glad you had him on. I, th- I think getting their perspective on the rivalry is is good, and it's really nice for a change to have those same or similar expectations heading into a season where it's like, hey, 9-10 wins and a playoff berth would be amazing. And I think Packers and Bears fans would say that, where usually Packers fans are like NFC North, Super Bowl, or bus, right? right? right. And so I, I love that. And again, well, that, impeccable that timing awesome. on the booking.
2: And that's the bait and switch, right? So yeah. we knew he was—he wasn't going to come on and 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 kiss our feet and say all oh, the Bears are going to be so much better. Let's get it all on the record now, and then when the Bears are the better team this year, and the Bears do end up winning nine or ten games, now we can come back to these clips, make fun <laughs> of them, bring them back on, drag them through the coals. Our guy Kevin Kadic says we're all fired for letting that guy on. Yes, yeah, uh, something- we.
0: we- uh, let's not. Let's be real here. This is a Braggs production, and this would, you should go see Kevin uh, in the office tomorrow. But, the, <laughs> but, but, but the bottom line: what I got from that interview, the two greatest Packers of all time, at least in recent note, Favre and Rodgers. And here's a dude who's a you know he said did say journalist, but you know huge Packers fan. He hates both of his guys. Right. The, 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 that sucks. I it's, uh, that, well, like, we're going
2: through that right now be, here in Chicago with Scotty Pippen. W- with Scotty Pippen to a lesser, yeah, yeah, extent. yeah,
0: and that sucks. It does. That's suck. that sucks. But 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 we have Mike, so it, it softens it. They don't. Who do they have? We, what are we gonna do? Go to back to Bart Starr? Uh right. we, You know. You know. I that that that. I'm sorry. Like it's it. Whatever they won two, and he made it. He made some decent points there, but it's like uh, that organization. Got in their own way, and um, they blew it. They freaking blew it. That's what happened. So, yeah, uh, you know we're not if, if we many
2: just, NFC champ. Yeah, the uh, uh, Rex Grossman won as many NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers did in in their careers with the Bears and Packers. So that's something Bears fans always like to poke at Packers fans, and we we've got that one thing. But till we win a Super Bowl, we're not officially going to have those kind of bragging rights. So, you know, we got about, you know, we're, we're, we're rounding third here at the end of uh, the show here tonight. And so we've got a few different topics we can throw around to, uh, but Jake, you know, I know you, you, you were really geared up for tonight and we weren't really sure how long the interview would go. So, you know, um, you know, I know you wanted to talk about the optimism you have for the future. So I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts, uh, you know, on that topic.
1: Yeah, so I guess this kind of stemmed from the place we're in right now as Bears fans and as a fan base overall where you see what Justin Fields did last season, right? It's 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 large it's largely a good portion of the the topics, you know, each week to week on your guys' show. And for good reason because Justin Fields quite frankly is unlike any quarterback that the Bears have ever had. And to go with that, DJ Moore has a legitimate chance to become the greatest wide receiver in Chicago Bears history. And Fair. to build on to that, the Bears are making moves and building a culture at Halas Hall and a defense that in time could be the next wave of that Monsters of the Midway type defense that gets Chicago going. Are they there yet? Absolutely not. Do we still need help in other ways? Do we need a pass rush? Absolutely. On the other side of the ball, do we have to have that offensive line step up and take that next step? No doubt about it. But with all that being said, I was doing it myself there. Most people live in fear because they project the past into the future, right? And that's a big theme of this episode. We're talking about the last 30 years. And you know what? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I really am because we've been doing it our whole lives, all right? Sure, the Bears did the Super Bowl shuffle. Sure, the Bears won the Super Bowl. It was amazing. It's all I heard about the entire decade of the 80s, and it's all I've heard about ever since, and it was awesome, and it deserves to be recognized for what it was, one of the greatest seasons and achievements in sports history. But we have to stop looking back and saying, what if, or this didn't happen, or if that would have happened, it wouldn't Buddy Ryan was gone. Wilbur Marshall went to Washington, okay? It happened. Jim McMahon couldn't stay healthy. It's a fact, okay? That's over now. We go on. Cade McDowell didn't work. Rashawn Salon, Curtis Ennis, no. Greg Olson was traded, all right? The Bears' defense was amazing, but the offense never could get there. And finally, when the offense got there, the defense wasn't quite there. Jay Cutler wasn't that guy that we thought he would be. We could go on and on. Mike Brown, Tommy Harris, they would have been healthy in the Super Bowl. Let's just keep going, right? Anything else? What am I missing? Where the hell is Chris Conte? Chris (laughs) Conte. Absolutely. There's all these things. There's so many things. And all I'm getting at is this. Let's celebrate what we do have in Justin Fields. And let's be optimistic and hopeful. Let's bury the past. Let's be present in this season. Let's watch this team develop. Let's appreciate the culture that's being built at House Hall. And and let's believe in this team. Right. I'm I'm sick of not
2: believing. Right. It's why not us mentality. You You have a lot of jaded Bears fans that have been through it for a long time. And I understand why they're cynical towards this team because they've been let down so many times. But you heard it with Peter. He didn't believe the lions can make that jump because they're the lions. He didn't really need to understand the, the nuts and bolts of the reasoning. Why it's just the fact that they're the lions. And when right. it comes to the bears, they're never going to have a quarterback because they're the bears wide receivers go to die in Chicago because they're the bears. Well, at some point what goes around comes around. The Cubs didn't win a world series for 108 years, but you know what? When they finally got the right formula, They won a world series and Derrick Rose, when he stepped to that podium before he won his MVP, before the first game of that season, he said, why can't I win MVP? So every once in a while in this city, because like you said, Mark, it doesn't happen often. We're not blessed like Boston is to have champions every two years, but every once in a while we have a player (sighs) come to the city short of Michael Jeffrey Jordan, of course, that comes to the city and changes the perception that we're used to. And Justin Fields, I think, has that ability and that mindset. So I'm with you, Jake.
0: Well, first of all, I just felt like I got a nice trip to the therapist office, courtesy of Jake, and I needed it. So thank you. Uh, what's the most important game? The next game. Uh, what? What's the most important uh, work day tomorrow? What's the most important? All of it. Like looking for. I think that's that's a great message here that uh, I'm going to take with me to bed tonight. But I do want to push back on just one thing you just said here. Listen, and I'm a little bit older than everybody, but I've I've grown up well, and not to go back crazy. again. And, and and but I've grown up. I saw the 1985 Chicago Bears. I saw 6 Bulls championships. I saw 3 Stanley Cups. I saw the Cubs win the World Series. I saw the White Sox win the World Series. That's a pretty damn ass good sports run. Like oh, yeah. we, we do not have we do not have to like hang Chicago sports fan head low. We have had it in every single corner. Now it's been a minute with the Bears, but okay. That's fine, but it's it, it it's it, it it's it happened. It's, it's not fine. fine. It, okay, <laughs> it's fine. not fine. I'm just saying you could make that. You could say that. I, I get yes, it. You're, it, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. It's not fine. But it's like, a we harder don't... sales pitch to fans that were
2: born after the Jordan era. It's easy for the three of us. Okay, but even, lived... if after, even if you're born up, even if you're born the Jordan era, Cubs, Sox, easy. and Hawks have won. Yep, that's not, the that's, not, that's, not, that's not that Cubs won one and and the Hawks win on a dynasty run. No question about it. The Sox haven't been in the playoffs or haven't won a playoff game in a long time. The Bears haven't won a playoff game in over a decade. The Bulls and Jerry Reiser and, and that whole debacle that's going on haven't been relevant since Jimmy Butler was here. And now Jimmy's been to the finals how many times with the Heat? Right, right, right,
0: right, right, right. You know, it's, so, it's, you know, we're
2: we're in yes, we the, yes, these last yes. couple of years, especially last year, was one of the lowest times for Chicago. We are. We're in the low fans. point. We're in so, the low point. So hey. Ain't nowhere to go but up from That's this right. point. You got Connor Bedard coming in for the Blackhawks. Justin Fields, number one pick, turns into DJ Moore, you know, and a right tackle that can block for our franchise quarterback. So it feels like it's turning. You know, it certainly does. Our baseball teams are still trying to figure things out, but it does feel like it's turning. So Rouge might come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know this is gonna be a big year and and my expectations are high for this team so i i I set the baseline at seven sure i I won't be i won't be in love if they win seven but i'll be i'll accept it is like eating broccoli you
0: will you'll you'll be in love if the quarterback plays well
2: right that's that's the you know that's the caveat but you know, anything over that, then I'm going to start getting excited about this future, anything below that. And you're going to have a pretty pissed off uh, brags on the post game shows because I do expect them to win games this year. And and I don't like when I hear bears fans tempering their expectations all the way down to, well, if they win six games, they won three last year. So that's twice as many. I don't like that. And I don't sign off on that kind of
1: mentality. It's something that Peter said was it doesn't happen often. You don't see a worst to first situation occur in a division right but i wanted to chime in there and say this and brags you can back it up with the stats but i don't think all um teams that select number one overall in the nfl draft are created equal and i think if anyone who watched the bears season last year will tell you that that team played with passion that team played hard throughout the entire game and and that that was more of a 5 or 6 win team and not a 3 win team. And I know that that's stupid to be like, "Oh, great, they were a 5 or 6 win type of team and not a 3 win team." But that tells me the jump from last year's team to this year's team, if we see 8 or 9 wins, to me it's not a big shock because to me that team last year was not the worst team in the NFL. They weren't they definitely weren't a playoff team and they weren't one of the best teams, but I think that if you look at that if you look at what the Bears have and you and you look at what are the greatest players in the NFL right now, and Justin Fields has the ability, he has the ability to be one of the most dynamic players in the NFL this season, not a few years from now, not five years from now, not on some other team down the road. I'm telling you right now, Justin Fields has the chance to be one of the most dynamic players in the NFL because we just saw it with his legs last season and at times with his arm. And I believe he can put it both together and he's got more tools around him. They'll have more time. There'll be more complimentary football on both sides. And this team, this team is ready, man. They're ready to start moving on up in this division and, and start talking playoffs. Like, I don't think this bottom feeder mentality and like thinking, Oh, we'll we'll have two top 10 picks in next year's draft. No, we won't. We're going to have one top 10 pick from the Panthers and our pick. The bears pick is going to be 15, 20, 20 something. That's how it's going to be. And that's what I like. That's what I want. And I believe in it. I do. And I hope some other bears fans out there can throw a like and believe the same thing. I'm I'm ready for for,
2: we're getting a lot of uh, feedback here in the chat that you're on fire right now. Kevin Kellish, giving me goosebumps, uh, you know, and and so, you know, you're always welcome on here, obviously. But we we certainly (laughs) need to bring you on more uh, to to get the get the juices flowing. He's the
0: general
2: manager. He can
1: fire you and put himself on the show. You don't have to. You're not. You're not. That wouldn't be good for anybody. Well, and Tim
2: <laughs> almost fired Jake, then he unfired him. So I don't know what's going on tonight, <laughs> No, but uh, we love the energy, Jake. And when it comes to our earlier discussion of who's the biggest Bears fan, at the end of the day, uh, we pride ourselves here at CHGO uh, for being diehards. And it right. doesn't matter who's the biggest fan, because we're all in this same category up here of being a diehard. And that's what we, you know, that's our badge of honor here at CHGO and all our, you know, subscribers and and viewers and people that support what we do. Make sure you're subscribing to become a diehard. You'll have, you know, Hogue just put out a newsletter where you can see his thoughts throughout the offseason at OTAs as we uh, lead towards training camp. We do happy hours where you can hop on a Zoom and uh, hang out with us off the air where we tell different stories and have fun. a more personal setting you get discounts on our shirts uh when you go into our locker you can get uh our new bear down shirt is is really good i saw somebody in the chat saying that they love the design make sure you go check that out obviously you can go get my the brick by brick shirt and if (laughs) if you get the hoodie it's not hoodie season anymore but you can go ahead and there's just so much good stuff on there and you get discounts to our tailgates That'll be coming up week one of the season. So there's a lot to offer, not just with the Bears, but with all the different teams. And then you can be on our Discord, where we have a lot of different conversation. That's off Twitter, off Facebook, where the the conversation is a little more nuanced and uh, some really diehard, intelligent Bears fans and and Chicago sports fans across the board. So make sure you're heading over there and subscribe and become a diehard. Real quick, before we get out of here, uh, we got a few super chats to get to our guy. Crazy ace saying CHGO by far is my favorite show for bears coverage. I got my new bears shirt, but in Pennsylvania for work. So picks to follow when I get home. Thanks for everything you do. By the way, I want a Bragg's Karm tennis match. I don't know. You're setting <laughs> me up for failure there. Uh, Crazy ace. This dude's a pro over here getting worked by old men. So I don't know
0: crazy. We're, we're working on getting Braggs to come out for softball and see if he can get the ball. The field.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I, next Monday, I'm going to be there. All right. Yeah. That's, well, well, that's, we'll see. No, I got stuff to do. I got, I got work to do now. Okay. So I may not be there next Monday. That but tennis match would out. look
1: like Super Bowl 20.
2: Yeah. And you guys <laughs> won on Monday. So you don't even need me out there for softball. You did such a great job managing the team. You guys brought home the dub over WGN uh, so, you know, uh, a few more things I, I meant to bring this. I don't even know what Kevin Kelish was at Peter. Do you like fudge? I was afraid to ask him that question. I didn't good. know if we were setting well, him up for something. Boy.
0: That was a good decision to not go there, but <laughs> I didn't did. know
2: where that was. I didn't know like, where's the punchline. Tell me what the punchline is Kevin before we, we set our guy, uh, Peter up, but we appreciate him coming into the bears. den. uh, you know, we weren't ambushing him, uh, I'm going to keep the rivalry somewhat friendly. I'm not 21 anymore. If I was 21, maybe it'd be a different story. Uh, Kevin Kalash, oh, wait, that was the different one. Uh, Crazy Ace, one more time. Everyone, if you're watching right now, please hit the like button for the show. CHGO Sports is by far the best Chicago sports show. No one does it like them. Crazy Ace, we really appreciate all your support. Um, and he also had to say, can we get that brick by brick shirt in XL, please? Kevin, I'm begging you. Restock. uh, All right. We're looking for a restock. We're looking for a restock. We'll effort that for you, Crazy Ace, but we appreciate your support. And everyone else that hung out in the chat tonight, please hit the like button, subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, the whole bit. You know the deal. We'll see you tomorrow for... Uh, Thursday afternoon show as we uh, dig into more of the OTA conversation. We yeah. have more notes from Adam Hogue that we didn't get to today. Mark, anything else?
0: No, we, uh, it was fun. Great job getting Peter on. Jake, good to be with you, brother. And uh, we'll, we got a ton to do tomorrow. We didn't hit on Luke Getzy today. I thought he had some really interesting things to say, uh, particularly on – one question that I asked him about uh, fields and rushing yards. So we, I don't want to do that now, but we'll, we'll, it'll, it'll be a fun conversation tomorrow. Um, should be, should be as always a good show. We appreciate the sport. Great to see everybody. Sure. Uh, and, and, and Kevin went there. Yep. Right. <laughs> Fudge Packers. Right. We got it. Um,
1: <laughs> Carm appreciate yeah. it. Braggs. Great job. Um, I want to say this too, to, to go on, whether you're saying like, Appreciate all the diehards, all the Bears fans, as you say. But I really do. I appreciate Carm, what you and Brags and Hogue and Nick and Will and Kevin and Woot and Kevin again <laughs> and Law does with all this stuff. Like seriously, like the amount of um, the amount of work you guys put in ahead of the draft was was amazing. The coverage you're going to provide this off and have been providing and in, in at uh, training camp and, and this season, it is. It makes my job easy to know you guys are so invested in the Bears and all for this. And I think that should also make Bears fans um, happy as well, knowing that they have such a, a passionate group of people that work hard and want to bring you the best coverage in town. So thank you both and, and everybody on the Bears team.
2: You got it. Anytime. Uh, I'm, I'm just here to to lift up my guy, Mark Harmon, who's meeting <laughs> okay. me every day, but it's only to make me better, a better
0: okay two dollars from chubb did i miss the d-bag packer guy you did chubbs congratulations i'm gonna say goodbye for everybody enjoy the rest of your evening unless brags and if you want to keep going brags will be on spaces until midnight (laughs) that's true bear
2: down guys see ya